success in the new retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. We all know the things we should be doing right now. You know, basic things like wash your hands, maybe wear a mask when you're out in public. But what are the things that maybe you should not be doing when it comes to your financial life during this crisis? Here with Damon and Matt, I'm Jennifer Perry, and that's what we're talking about this week here on Success in the New Retirement. Business Live actually gave us a great list of the top don'ts right now, guys. And I think this is important because, you know, it is sometimes the things that you don't do that have as much impact on your long-term financial success as the things that you are doing. Well, I think when you have, you know, times of uncertainty or panic and you're concerned about employment or about the economy or your retirement, you know, the common thing is to you know, want to do something that if you're not doing something, then you're making a mistake. Mm -hmm. But I kind of get into some of the behavioral finance books and there's a bunch of studies that talk about behavioral finance that basically says that when we start to panic, when we get into that frame of mind, we actually make really bad decisions. So we actually get into the fight or flight part of our brain which is the most primitive part of our brain. And we actually start using that more during those times. So oftentimes when we're concerned, when we're super amped up about something that's going on, the panic's starting to set in or fear, we will make really poor decisions. So it's really Mm -hmm. important to kind of pay attention to that and kind of say, okay, how do I control and make sure that I don't do that? How do I not try to follow the tendency to just do something just to do something? Because oftentimes that's the wrong thing to be doing. Sometimes doing nothing is okay, and it's easy to let those emotions, that part of your brain, take control right now with all the different headlines going on around this virus and the financial crisis, too, guys. So first on this list today, the number one don't from Business Live says, don't stop investing. And I know that's kind of a temptation. Let's just pull it all out of the market. But is that a mistake you see people making? It's human nature. (laughs) You know, people, uh, when they get afraid will basically either like Matt was saying they'll they'll fight meaning they'll call and they say we need to do something we need to do this or that or they'll get in panic when they do nothing and they want to pull the cash and just sit and you know the markets what we can guarantee is that they go up and they go down but when they're going to jump up and when they're not you know if you look at recently some of the Mondays or or the day after Memorial Day everything popped up really quickly and then Mm kind of came down and and when are those going to come how easy is it to predict it's really difficult and yet if we're just going to the sidelines and we stop investing and we we stop working our plan then that's when the timing gets all off and everything gets really messed up. And and then clients uh, and advisors get frustrated because your results are bad. If you have a good plan going into retirement, it should incorporate some strategies for downside protection and how you're going to invest during those times so that you can take advantage of the opportunities that do exist during these downturns and as they come back. If you work that plan, then in the long run, you're going to have good results. But if you're looking at a two week period of time or a one month period of time, or sometimes even a year period of time, depending on when you look at that, you could look at things and and paint a really terrible story. But investing is never short term. It should be looked at in increments of time. And, And for our retirees who don't have 30 years, even then we should be looking at one, five and 10 year windows. And how are we going to be investing and how are we going to work that plan so that we have the money that we need to live during retirement and not panic? Yeah, I think the key is that it says don't stop investing. So there is a difference between investing and speculating 
because investing is investing for the long term, right? Mm-hmm. You have put together a financial plan. You're looking at how that plan does over a long period of time so it can generate the income that you will need in retirement, the growth that you're going to need to be able to keep up with inflation and the other things that are going to be going on during retirement. So again, if you're looking, like Damon said, if you're looking at that in a one month period or one week or even one year, oftentimes that short-sighted approach will cause you to make some really foolish decisions. So again, what do you do? You need to make sure that the plan is designed to be able to get you the type of growth that you expect over the long term. What that means is that you're not going to be super aggressive, but that protects you from some of these downsides that we've recently seen. It also limits your ability to get that 29% we saw last year in the market. Yeah. But that's the trade-off. But again, if we can avoid the super high and the super lows, more than likely we'll stop the irrational behavior people will have when it comes to their money because they are investing their money and they're not trying to speculate or gamble or do things that would cause them to then have to make irrational decisions after that. And so again, Damon and I, one of our things we've been communicating throughout this entire time is the importance of having a financial plan and how that plan is working right now. So we would send out letters to clients and emails to clients and say, hey, just a reminder, you know, look at your overall plan. Not all of your money is tied to the market. Some of your money is in safer strategies. The money that is in the market, we only have a percentage that's tied to what the stock market's doing. Bonds are doing pretty well. You know, all these things, and we're communicating that out. And so when someone looks at their overall portfolio and they have that perspective, Number one, it's not so scary. And number two, they realize that they're investing instead of just speculating. And that's a key. I think that's really critical, especially going through what we've gone through. And so as we come out of that, I think it's really important people to say, okay, how was my experience during this last big downturn? Do I want to do that again? You know, that was a major gut check for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, how do I correct that? And how am I better prepared for the next time something like this happens? Because while this is unprecedented, more than likely there's going to be some sort of virus or some sort of epidemic or pandemic in the future. If it's not that, there's going to be some sort of financial crash. There's going to be some sort of economic downturn. There will be something else. There always has been. And so you need to have that plan in place. Yeah. All right. So don't stop investing, but do stop the speculating. And if you're having trouble kind of making that distinction, go online to our website. You can always drop us an email with your questions for Damon and Matt at successinthenewretirement.com. The next don't on our list today, guys, is don't take financial advice from friends. I know they mean well, you know, your uncle or your coworker, but sometimes we kind of fall into that trap too, don't we? Well, again, it comes down to you hear somebody say, oh my gosh, did you hear about this thing? And again, it's the headline. That's usually what people are talking about. And so, you know, if you make a decision just off of a headline and you drastically change your portfolio or decide to go into this one stock or do this or that, oftentimes that's a pretty short-sighted thing and you're probably not gathering all the information you should. And so, again, there's no harm in talking about those things. There's no harm in reading. There's no harm in educating and, and kind of looking at those things. But make sure that you're you're bouncing that off somebody else and kind of talking about what you do and talking to your financial advisor. And I, I guess what I would say is Damon and I are, are susceptible to this as well. As Again, as a financial advisor, we're constantly reading the headlines and the articles and the information. And, mm-hmm. and, and you've got to be careful because we're human beings as well. And we can get caught up in that same emotion. And it's really important that we sit back and say, okay, We're trying to digest all of this. How does this relate back to our clients' portfolios? 
how we're investing, adjustments or changes we need to make to our strategies to lessen the risk in the portfolio or increase our exposure to this area and then make those decisions. And so I have a, there's another advisor that I talk to quite a bit and we kind of use that as a, as a sounding board to kind of, you know, get another person in this industry's perspective on what they would be doing or what they're thinking about doing. And it's often helped calm some fears or some concerns in one area of a decision that we were considering Mm -hmm. as just another person to kind of, you know, bounce some ideas off of and then get some direction. But again, this is another person that is highly involved in this. So he's an expert in this field and he's, he's reading the same types of things and he's interpreting that. And so I'm not just going to just somebody that, you know, is, is trying to, you know, read the latest headline from Yahoo Finance and right. then making a decision off of that. And so, you know, you want to go to the right person. Again, you, if you would, if you're trying to get a diagnosis from a doctor, if you wanted a second opinion, you're not going to go to your buddy and say, well, what do you think this, about what this doctor said? Well, you know, check out these results, right? You might go to another doctor. That would probably be a wise thing to do is get another second, second opinion, opinion yeah. from another doctor, mm-hmm. but not necessarily from your next door neighbor that you know you're you're talking over the fence because you're social distancing yeah i wouldn't trust any medical advice from my neighbors guys (laughs) you know it comes down to the basics that we learn back in high school or in college when we're writing papers about a specific thing we always have to do the most annoying thing and that's cite your sources oh yeah right (laughs) and and they're not going to accept sources for an engineering paper from a medical magazine they're just not going to do it we all know those things no one would hire a doctor to build us a house Right. Because that just makes zero sense. But we all look at these. We get fearful. We look at the the headlines and you have to also look at what's the point of the headlines. What is the news agencies trying to do? Generate income and generate people looking at their stuff. So the more inflammatory the headlines, the more looks they get. And then, you know, we also have I hear this a lot, especially from my kids lately, is this term FOMO. Right? Fear of missing out, right? <laughs> and that's part of it too. We see, we hear somebody that's taken advantage somehow of, oh, I bought Apple right at the right time. And so everyone's like, oh, well, maybe I should be doing that. And what am I not doing? And then we have this fear of missing out. And again, it's irrational. We need to be disciplined when it comes to our financial lives, whether it's getting out of debt or investing for retirement. Discipline wins the day every time. Yeah. Absolutely. And something to keep in mind with the next don't on our list today, guys, and that is don't make big financial decisions in haste. And I know a lot of people are in a situation right now where maybe you're facing an unexpected job loss or something like that. And it's easy to get tripped up and start to make some quick decisions. But you really have to think through everything that you're doing financially right now. Well, I think there's two parts to that. So number one, you don't want to make huge financial decisions in haste. But there is another thing on this list where it says that don't procrastinate if you need help. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I had a client that called me up and said, hey, I really would need to sit down because there's some changes that are going on with my job. So we sat down and he was explaining to me that, you know, he does consulting and he's in the aerospace industry and he doesn't think that he's going to get hired back for too many jobs over the next year and a half. And so, you know, the writing's on the wall that he thinks his income's going to be lower. Again, this is a big decision. He's trying to figure out what he's going to do. But, you know, if he sat around and he said, you know, I think it's going to get better in three months or four months or six months, and he continues to spend the way that they had been spending, 
that could also be a problem as well, right? Right, yeah. So at least he came in. And so we had a really good discussion. It was one of those ones where I kind of had to give him some, you know, the bad news and say, you know what, I really think we need to try to cut the budget in these areas. And they're looking at places that they can cut the budget. They're looking at possibly refinancing their home and doing some things to be able to lower some of their costs so they can get through this tough time because they don't know if this tough time is six months, you know, 18 months, two years, or even longer. Yeah. And so he's at least addressing the situation. But as we talk through that, we're trying to make small decisions and make the adjustments gradually. We're not saying go cut back your expenses, claim Social Security benefits and go into retirement. Those aren't decisions we're making. But at least he's thinking about some of those things and he's doing it quickly and and not procrastinating that. So I think you've got to do a balance between both. Okay. Don't make big decisions. But don't continue to just think that everything's just going to be better three months from now, because if you are racking up credit card debt or doing other things during this period of time while you're waiting for things to get better, oftentimes that's a hole that's going to be pretty tough to dig out of. I would say also people make decisions in haste when they're looking at something myopically, when they're looking at one aspect of something where they may have seen a huge loss in this part of a portfolio and they're like, well, what do I need to do differently when then they're not considering the entire outlook? You know, I've had people come since Matt and I do work in this industry. I'm sure he has and and any other financial advisor. People are coming that I know that aren't my clients, but saying, hey, what do you what do you think about this? And often I have to say to them, you know, I need a lot more information. You know, what's your overall plan? When are you going to retire? When is this? And when you look at the overall and you don't become myopic and focused on one aspect of something that is painful to you right now and you incorporate the entire plan and you get good advice from people that know what they're talking about who take the time to really look at everything, that's going to save you from making those hasty decisions. Well, another thing I would add to that is that Damon and I have had some new clients, some referrals and some other people that have come to us that they've come and said, look, I've got hit pretty hard with this. What are the changes I need to make? And we've looked at their portfolio and we look, oh my goodness, you have you have a bunch of investments in one or two stocks. And these stocks have been hit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it would be a really hard decision for Damon and I to say, you know what? You know, this stock just lost 50%. Why don't we go ahead and sell that right now and move out and do something else and diversify your portfolio? That may not be the right decision right now to be making. Yeah. In fact, we've told clients, look, we're going to take this part of your portfolio and these individual stocks that got hurt pretty bad that you had a large exposure to, we're going to let those recover. Because oftentimes if a stock really went down, if it has a bright future, if it looks like it's going to recover, those losses will be able to be recovered pretty quickly. Okay. And so we've kind of partitioned those off in their plan and said, okay, we're going to hold these for a little while longer. Obviously, we've learned our lesson and we're going to try to diversify those when we can. But selling them at a 50% drop right now is probably not the wise decision to make. And so we're trying to piecemeal their plan together. And so we have some reminders on the calendar and we have some alerts in our system to kind of tell us when the stock hits certain levels that we can then resume that discussion and say, okay, we think it's time to sell some of this or to do this strategy. And so you can kind of, you know, put these things in place without making a wholesale change to your entire plan, because that might not be the best thing for you right now. All right. Good reminders at a time like this, guys. And I know a lot of people who are in that kind of situation. So before you make a decision in haste or before you get paralyzed right now about making that decision, reach out, get some help with that. And of course, you can do that with us at Success in the New Retirement 
Com. Now, the next don't on our list today, guys, is don't just go out and cancel your insurance. And I know if you have high premiums that you're paying for a particular policy, that might be tempting right now. You know, people are looking at ways to cut their budget because either they've been furloughed for a period of time or they lost their job or whatever. And, and you know, obviously you have to look at what can I do? But insurance is a protection against further damage to your finances in the long run. And so obviously you want to keep those insurances. But, you know, maybe it is a good time to look at, am I overpaying? Could I shop around and and through the competitive market find uh, cheaper premiums? You know, there's ways of doing things without exposing yourself to greater financial risk because you've dropped a life insurance. And then, you know, a couple years down the road, you've left your family in a terrible situation or dropped my homeowner's insurance or whatever it may be. Those are not areas you got to look at those and say, am I overinsured? If I am, then maybe. But if not, I can look at my premiums. I can look at other areas to cut my spending, but don't just drop those things thinking that, oh, I'll pick it up later because especially with life insurance, um, we get older and and premiums get more expensive. Mm -hmm. And so do you really want that down the road? You know, I would, the piece of advice I'd give with that is again, if you needed the insurance before this whole thing happened, more than likely you still need that insurance. Maybe more. Nothing's really changed. Right. And so again, you know, obviously you can look at that. You can look at how much you're spending. Are you overinsured? Are there ways that you could potentially save by moving to a new carrier, doing something like that? All those are good things to be looking at. We should all be doing that when it comes to our cell phones or our, you know, insurance. We've we've used the example that I called up Geico finally and it saved me more than fifteen percent, right? <laughs> so there's things we can be doing to save some money, but just you know, wholesale cutting out insurance, whatever form it may be, more than likely that's unnecessary or probably drastic because you probably need that coverage still in place. A good one to remember right now, guys. But uh, any other financial don'ts that maybe we need to keep in mind during this crisis? Again, I would the piece of advice that we've given our clients is just breathe. You know, yes, be patient keep breathing, and think, keep breathing. Right? Yes. Again, if we are patient in the decisions and we think them through, we have discussions with the proper people to be able to look at the pros and cons of making a decision, we are going to make better decisions. And so, you know, Damon and I, throughout this time, it's not like we haven't done anything. Again, we've made quite a few adjustments to our portfolio and we will continue to do that because we're trying to navigate through this, lower the losses on the downside and still take advantage of growth on the upside. And what the market holds for us going forward, you know, we need to be prepared to continue to make those type of adjustments. That's what we do for our clients. So making decisions and making changes and making adjustments is something everybody should be doing. But we need to be breathing. We need to be thinking those things through before we irrationally make decisions that could be detrimental to us. So again, keep breathing, make smart decisions, and hey, get some help too. So again, if there's something that Damon and Matt can help you address, if you have a question about what you're going through right now, reach out to us online this weekend, successinthenewretirement.com. You can find us there, successinthenewretirement.com. Or if you have a family member, maybe a friend who could use some of these tips right now, share this episode with them. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions.
Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.